All right, we'd like to welcome everybody to Amateur Radio Roundtable. I'm Tom, W5KUB. This is a show about ham radio, amateur radio, so if you're tuning in tonight, uh, we're glad to have you. Um, especially if you're out there listening on shortwave on WBCQ on 7490 kilohertz, we're uh, glad to have you. Uh, many of us started off as shortwave listeners, and we'll talk about shortwave too. And uh, send us an email to tom at w5kub.com, tom at w5kub.com, and let us know where in the world you are and how you're hearing the station tonight. We'd love to hear from you and see how we're doing tonight. We're not a high-power station. We're only running about 50,000 watts up there in the very top of uh, uh, Maine, up there right on the border of Maine and Canada. So uh, maybe, a little, I don't know, it's summertime, so... It's not all frozen. Usually it's frozen up up there with snow and ice. Send us an email. Hey, um, I tell everybody to do this every week, and I don't know if you're doing it. I'm going to start taking names, but I need everybody. Please click the subscribe button right there, the subscribe button. I made it easy. I got a little arrow pointing to it there. That'll let you, uh, it'll help you find it. Please hit that subscribe button. That helps us there. Also, join us on our Facebook group. Our Facebook group now has about 13,000 hams in it. And it's for Amateur Radio Roundtable, or you can just put in W5KUB, uh, and uh, Facebook will take you to that group, and we'll approve you and put you right in there. All right. Uh, well, you know, as I... Uh, uh, hey. Tonight's, tonight's a great night. As I told everybody, we've got a big surprise tonight. Big surprise. So we might as well just get right into it right here. And uh, I'll tell you, here we go. Look look at this. Just look at this. Look who's back with us. Look, look at there. We've got, we've got Katie back with us tonight. Katie, welcome. We're glad you're back. Hey, we, we, we hi, missed everybody. You. Glad to be back. We missed you. Uh, hi. <laughs> well, I tell you, I guess I can afford the extra thirty percent I had to offer her to have her come back. But uh, that's right. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get by it somehow there. But anyway, we're so glad to have you back. Uh, so, Katie, uh, wow, you, hey, tell us what's going on here. What well, what's, what's been happening? What's been happening here? And, and, well, I haven't been doing a whole lot because uh, I'm a few months out from having my shoulder surgery, so that's taken a lot out of me for recovery, which is why I've been pretty much MIA for quite a while. Um, usually by the evenings, I'm pretty darn worn out from you know going back to work and what have you, but um, finally getting some movement back and um, still dealing with some pain here and there, but I'm able to work full-time again and do some stuff like you know put together our our club proclamation for uh, field day, which are, we'll go to our county commissioners tomorrow and do some stuff for, I'm sorry, my hearing piece is falling out, our uh, club, Devil's Tower Amateur Radio. Um, so just been kind of doing some low-key things, our local net here on Sundays. I still do net control for that once or twice a month. Is, and, that, a, is that a VHF um, net? No, it's on 80 meters. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I'll have to try to um, check in someday. Yeah, you should. It's at 8 a.m. local time, so 9 o'clock for you. Yeah. And Dwayne has been super busy. He's been doing all kinds of hammy stuff. I've, like, become a ham widow these <laughs> Well, I was going to ask you if you wanted to give him 10 or 15 seconds there 
Yeah, you're tired. Yeah, maybe to, maybe twenty five. But maybe, yeah, he's just, had way know. more interesting ham things going on while uh, I've been so. just kind of getting myself back so. together. <laughs> What's so interesting, Dwayne? Well, lately, uh, another ham, Terry W0VB, um, is building a super station, a big gun VHF contest station. And we've been uh, erecting towers and putting antennas together. He's got a 55-foot-long, two-meter beam at the top of a 107-foot tower. Um, I think Alan figured the gain to be somewhere between 18 and 19, somewhere in there, um, a DB gain on that thing. We also put together a seven-element, six-meter beam on heavy mass material because we've clocked wind speeds at 123 miles an hour where this Whoa. is. But it's high up, and uh, it's beautiful. Just, just Sunday, we worked California on two meter from here, eleven hundred miles of contact. So, um, we think we got it dialed in now. Well, that's it's been a, a huge, yeah, it's been a huge great. project for Terry, who's actually in South Dakota, but um, comes over here to our club. Also, um, there's a club in South Dakota. What's the one we belong to now? The, Black Hills. Amateur oh, Radio. Black Hills Amateur Radio Club. So we've joined that and we try to go over to Spearfish to, you know, participate in their club as well. And so Terry found one of our club members who had land that he could put these towers up on. And um, it's a great spot. And then also what we're hoping to do is be able to get um, the Internet um, linked because his is a fully remote station so that we can then get um, Internet out of our clubhouse up on Sunny Divide. And I'm working on a grant application for us to get some uh, funding so we can put in concrete in a tower. We're really trying to do what we can to make that building, you know, much more user-friendly, something that will be a place that we can, we'll have better safety and we can leave our equipment there so that hams can go up at any time and go play radio. Um, so, yeah, we've been, a lot of stuff we've been doing this past year with our new club has just been really fun to see how it's been changing and growing. And I think we have like, 20 paid and active members so not too shabby for our little corner of the world i think we're pretty we're pretty good mr president yes we're just <laughs> we're just moving into our second year now so well that's good okay now, for yeah you, you're out in a wide open spaces out there you, you don't have any property to just uh, homes that come right up next to you do you well technically i mean we're in a neighborhood it's an old air force base housing so you know, mom, WI7MOM lives right next door. I mean, I can look out my living room window and look in her living room and see what she's doing. Wow. Um, but we have, a, you know, the way we're located in the backyard, the back behind us is a, a ranch. Okay. So there's, you know, 100 some odd acres behind us plus the National Forest. But where um, Wade is, KD7KNZ, they're up kind of in the middle of the county um, if you were on your way to um, Devil's Tower, say, um, kind of that area of the county. And um, they do they have a ranching and farming out there. So there was quite a bit of land that, you know, we could get the tower up. And we'll have to do a presentation because they brought in a crane to put that tower up. Oh, wow. And um, so, hey, yeah. It's been I, I, a hope lot you of, got, you hope you have some pictures. Yeah. Did. I'm yeah. going to tell you guys, I've put towers up, stacking them 10 feet at a time. Yep. We, we put up this tower. And we lifted it in three hundred, three thirty-foot sections, with seventeen feet already on the ground. Mm -hmm. Each one of the section lifts from the time the crane grabbed it till the time we had it locked in the tower was about six minutes. Yeah. Well. So. But 
but it's obviously that's you know it was an investment that you know the owner of the station was able to and willing to put into so it certainly made his and uh and seven qax's life easier when they're putting the tower up <laughs> well hey i got i got some videos uh, i'll send you Dwayne. uh you don't really need a tower to do that I've, I've got some videos where guys actually carried the wrong tower up on their back and they didn't even have a gen pole and they put a tower up that's insane <laughs> So and I, I, could, I could see you. I could see you doing that. You know? I'm thinking you that's have, an April Fool's joke. <laughs> you have videos of people with less than average intelligence. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I had a similar job that uh, the guy we put up 120 foot to a Rome 25 tower, and he did exactly that. He just carried it up on his shoulder. Yeah. 25, I can understand. This is 45. It's a bit heavier. Yeah. Well, you just got to get a bigger All guy. Down, you know, right. you get a get a guy with some muscles, and you know, yeah, <laughs> you can do it. All right. Well, great. Hey, hey, hey. Sound like you guys have been having fun. We're glad to have you back. And uh, you know, if if uh, anybody uh, uh, missed it uh, when they, if they've just now tuned in, there we go. Look at this. We just got to say, <laughs> we just got to say, welcome back. One of you guys needs to be sick for a couple months. Why is it not running? There it is. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Glenn, did you get that when you came back after being sick? I never really left. He didn't leave. I got real lucky. We we begged him to take a leave, and he wouldn't do it. So actually, I no couldn't get rid of me. All right. All right. Okay. Hey. Okay. So all right. Very good. You guys stand by, and Katie, we're gonna have some fun in a minute with some with some uh, projects that people are working on. Hey, let me mention this, guys. Uh, yesterday was June the 6th, and, uh, you know, a lot of the new hams, the new kids on the block, probably don't know much about this, but this was a big day in history. This is uh, 78 years ago, D-Day, June the 6th, 1944. And uh, if you're not taught that in school, you ought to at least read about it. Uh, you'd be amazed at... Uh, uh, at, at what went on there, and uh, hey, this was the largest world, this largest invasion, invasion I think, in world history. 156,000 troops, uh, 3,000 ships, 11,000 airplanes. It was it was a big deal, and uh, it was tough, but uh, they uh, they did it, and uh, we're always grateful uh, to uh, the ones that were over there. They were one tough bunch, man. All right, let's see. Let's jump back around and let's go back around the room there. Let's see who we got now. Glenn, you're up there next, man. How you doing, Glenn? Oh, I'm doing better than I was last week. <clears throat> Finally shook the crud. Well, um, yeah. You know, um, still stuck at home for another week or so. Yeah. But uh, I'm getting stuff done on the other side of the room now, building and tinkering and playing. I think I showed you pieces of this last week. Yeah, yeah. We actually, we actually have it finished this week. Okay. And if y'all ever wondered what was inside that original Magic Eight Ball, yeah, it's got one of these little twenty-sided plastic dice inside with all the little sayings on it. You're giving away the secret now. I thought that thing had. Uh, I thought that thing was smart. I thought the whole thing was full of fluid and stuff, and it's not. It's really interestingly done, but yeah. uh, that I'm actually putting this together for a forum that I'm doing in Huntsville um, in August, 
And as you can see, it's actually it's scrolling playing. through all of the various oh, yeah. choices. That's cool. And uh, they call this a magic eight ball with an attitude. All right. That is super cool. <laughs> and uh, did you add you know, a few phrases to it? To I think, yeah, like I that think that he modified all pigs, the phrases. That one was when pigs fly. <laughs> and then let's see what pops up here. Um, very doubtful. But Do you have one that says split, 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 or up, <laughs> up, up. <laughs> no, no. Um, that would have been funny. <laughs> I do have some um, such as, uh, oh, here we go. It's not psychic. Yeah, I can't read it. It's not, but not. it says I'm not psychic. Oh, okay. But um, the, the plan is this is going to be part of my all-new forum that I'm putting together for Huntsville. Um, it's currently titled the uh, Arduino, the next generation. And as I mentioned last week, it's not going to be anything like I've done before. Um, this one is just totally over the edge would be the best way to put it. We uh, step out and leave the Arduino Uno and Nano and the slower Arduinos behind. And we move forward into... Uh, uncharted territory is the best thing to say. I'm not saying a whole lot about it. Uh, Huntsville is going to be where everything happens, but as you can see, I'm actually building props and everything. And oh, by the way, that's not the code that it will be running at Huntsville. This is generic demo code because I'm going to be showing it off with uh, Dr. Drino on their blog next month. But uh, it's going to be loaded with a special set of phrases for the Huntsville Ham Fest. And uh, really excited about putting that together. I've got that presentation about 90% done. Yeah. And uh, well, in be, the meantime. Be sure, and, be sure and program something in here. I'd like to know whether, I'm, whether or not I'm going to win a prize this year. Oh, that's, that's no doubt. Okay. That's no brainer. <laughs> Well, well, it might, it you know, might or not you're going to do what I do. Seems like the only prizes I ever win are ARRL gift certificates. Yeah, I've, I've won a few of those. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. I don't use them, and then they expire. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, but the, the big thing um, coming up here in about two weeks, so it's a good thing that I finally got all this COVID stuff behind me, um, the kids are going to their last cat show. Uh, Unfortunately, it's field day weekend, but we're going to be over in Huntsville uh, at their last show. They're going to be retiring after this show. Yeah. And it's, it's been two years since they've been to a show. And as you saw earlier, um, the demon child is itching for a show. And anytime she hears the word show, she's like, where, where, where am I going? Uh, when I packed up and went to Dayton, both of them were on the suitcases. And when I loaded up and put the suitcases in the car without them, both of them gave me that tail flip and walked off in the other direction. Wouldn't have a thing to do with me for a couple of days well, until after I got sounds home. Like, sounds like they have an attitude and you oh, really yeah. need to work on that before you take them. No, they, they, they love their cat shows. Uh, they hate the ride, but getting into the hotel, it's like a uh, kitty Disneyland. 
and they're bouncing from bed to bed the whole weekend. And then they get to go to the show, which they dearly love. So All right. anyway, that's my next couple weeks. Very good. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump in here with Alan. Alan. Hello, Alan. What have you been doing? Hello. Hello. Hey, good to see everybody. Katie and Dwayne, great to see you guys again. It's been a long time, so uh, great to have you back in. So, uh, yeah, busy week. Uh, actually, Saturday I went to my first ham fest of the year, local ham fest up here. But uh, finally got out to get to one. It's a small one, but uh, saw some friends and things like that. Picked up another new little toy. This is the little tiny SA, the little tiny little spectrum analyzer. Yeah. A lot of folks that uh, watch my nano VNA videos want me to do videos on this tiny SA. So I got one at a bargain price, so I'll, I'll probably do some videos on that in the near future. And then just uh, busy at work, uh, uh, exciting week this week, uh, we launched a, a new oscilloscope platform uh, with Tektronics. So uh, I was involved with, uh, with getting a lot, a lot of that prepped. It was actually the, the electronic host of the launch event. So I got to introduce one of the vice presidents and the product manager and stuff like that. Of course, we, were, we videotaped all that a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but it was kind of an exciting uh, launch event for uh, a whole new product. So that was kind of good. So I've been a uh, busy, uh, busy couple of weeks, but uh, glad to be back in and uh, back from vacation, <laughs> back to work. So uh, anyway, we're back at it. Well, that's great. Glad you're back. Uh, okay, Bill, come on in here. Now, Bill, we're glad to have you back. I know you've been up in Ohio for weeks and weeks, man, and uh, yeah. I'm sure you're glad to be home. Yeah, and uh, I have a question for Alan. Were you actually using videotape for that uh, <laughs> that uh, that promo that you did? Oh no, <laughs> we, we just call it that. It's you know old old habits die hard. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So some online platform uh, they recorded it on. But and it's funny they distributed internally uh, the gag and bloopers reel of all the the flubs and cutting cut and do it again and messing up and laughing and you know so. Of course, they released that to everybody within the company, but that's not what got sent out with the uh, the launch event. Hopefully not. No. <laughs> uh, well, I um, and really enjoyed the Dayton Hamvention, even though I was there only for one day. But uh, really great to see everybody, and uh, I actually managed to get to a good part of it in one day, and that's quite a feat. Um, I'm. This is not a MAGA hat I'm wearing. This is actually the Dayton Hamvention uh, Volunteers hat. So I uh, usually get one of these every year. And this this year, it's uh, it's actually opposite of the one two years ago that's uh, red letters on a gray black background. Mm. So they just kind of flip the colors. So, uh, but uh, I think they had a great turnout there at, at Dayton, and uh, it was uh, really a lot of fun. So then I, it was so much fun in Ohio, I decided to stay there for another 10 days. Yeah. Uh, just got back a few days ago, about a week ago. All right. Now, I know you were cleaning out a lot of stuff up here in the barn. and play. Did you bring a lot of stuff home, or did what did you do? With I did. Did, I did. And, uh, in fact, uh, they actually bulldozed the house and the barn uh, today and yesterday. Mm. And... So um, I had my friend WM8W, Jan, um, actually my cousin, 
Uh, he came there one uh, one the day before the bulldozers arrived to do one last scan through the garage and my where I used to have my radio shack when I was coming up, and he found a drawer full of vintage radio shack parts from the 70s and the 80s, and he was in hog heaven. He just, you know, that was the biggest find. You know, it's a good thing he got it because the very next day the bulldozers came through. But uh, wow! So uh, it was just a whole week of salvage operations and see what I could find. See what I left behind. I did find some old tubes from the 30s that were my uh, great uncles, and so uh, and they're still in the box. Some of them look brand new, so I know those are big time collectibles. Oh yeah. So I think one tube is actually from 1928. Well, hold on to them. Someday we may need them. Yeah. <laughs> we might. <laughs> we might need them someday, man. Yeah. Especially we can't get chips anymore. We might have to go That's back to tubes. Exactly right, yeah. How's the chip market? Is it, is it getting any easier for you? Uh, no, it's getting a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, I heard somebody say that the Atmel 328 keys are going about 70 to 70 60 or $70 a piece now. The 328 keys? Yeah. yeah. If you get them in a reel. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, I was looking at some yesterday. Uh, you know, individually, they're about seven, eight bucks a piece. You know, some of those are advertised, uh, lots of 10. That would be like 80 dollars but yeah well it'll get better it'll get better all right well hey let's see do uh, we didn't miss anybody we got everybody i think was in the uh on zoom here with us hey uh we were going to talk tonight you know we, we want to do something a little different and um so i asked people to uh post in our group uh any project any new project they were working on you know and you know, instead of just shack pictures tonight, we're going to look at some projects. They're, they vary from building antennas to ham shacks, just everything. But uh, it's going to be kind of neat to see what uh, people are out there doing. So uh, I'm going to try to pull those up. I think Katie is going to tell us what they are. Let me see if I can uh, figure out how to do this. There we go. There's the first picture right there. Well, it's a guy. Sitting at a desk, a bunch yeah. of junk on it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. You're right. And you can tell he's a very old guy because he's got a bimoscope there. I got a. Uh, what kind of scopes he got? Binocular. Oh yeah. Microscope. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. His eyes are pretty bad. Believe me. We need one of those in here. I think. Yeah. I could use one of those in my craft room. Uh, I tell you, I couldn't. Oh I couldn't do it without the binocular scope there. And yes, that is me. And. Uh, that's one of the little boards that uh, we build uh, for our balloon flights there. Um, let's see what we got coming up here next. Let's see. Here's Looks like that. we had Mike next, who's uh, KD2EAT. So I'm not sure what he means by, he said he's trying out his Manhattan-style soldering skills. Well, it's a soldering skill where you split it down. you got power on one side and... Yeah, Manhattan basic Manhattan basically you just stand the little parts up and you solder them and oh. you let, let them stand up and you just connect them all together, you know. Oh, okay. It's one step ahead of dead bug. <laughs> yeah. yeah you do flying leads and the whole idea is you turn the board sideways, it looks like the skyline of Manhattan. So, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Except oh, cool. except when I do one, it looks like the skyline of Olive Branch, Mississippi. 
<laughs> well, I do <laughs> after a tornado went through. Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. So, so this is uh, an ESP32 microcontroller for a LORA tab tracking. LORA, you know, I'm not sure what LORA is. It's some type. LORA. LORA, LORA, it's a, it's a low-power um, RF transmission mode. Uses yep. a very uh, low speed transmission code, so it can transmit with very very low power. Uh, but it stands for long range L O R A. Oh, yeah. long range. But it's a okay. it's basically a an RF interface for sensors. Cool. Yeah, I've never so, played with it. I guess it's some something like a Whisper, very low power. Uh, low, yeah, it's not low quite speed. as low power as Whisper, and it uses yeah. a, a but it uses a. Um, a chirp spreading sequence for the uh, the modulation type. So, cool. And it, isn't that uh, isn't that uh, commercially provided somehow? I mean, the oh yeah, it's, there's commercial chipsets for it. It's it's yeah. kind of in the industry. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. All right. And that's Mike. And Mike flies a lot of balloons up there too, up in Canada. And uh, um, looks like he's going to be using uh, Lorian on uh, some of them there. Oh, he's right. in New York. He's in upstate New York. Oh, is he? Uh, okay. Actually, not upstate, just uh, oh, yeah. in the central New York. Okay, that's right. That's right. I don't know why I thought he was in, um, in Canada. And we're uh, going to be doing the Great Plains Super Launch uh, Balloon, Ham Radio Balloon Conference in Purdue, Indiana, Purdue University on July 16th. So it's superlaunch.org. Well, let me see if I can. Yeah, this was uh, Kevin replied to him saying that he's working on one also to set up a GPS tracker, and so he was setting up a few ground stations and trying out the gateway. So yeah, pretty cool. Looks like he's at a local park. Maybe that looks like a little pavilion set up. Benches. So okay, and this is this Very is nice. him again right there. Yep. Yeah. All right. There's Buddy. Uh, Buddy Soul, he said his club has an antenna contest. That's an idea. There we go. So rules are the antenna must resonate at the design frequency and has to be made of non-traditional material. No feed line antennas, copper, or aluminum tubing. So this was a very broadbanded six-meter dipole made with aluminum cans. Yeah, there you go, so. Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne, maybe you can put that up on your tower. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have a nice six-meter beer can rotatable antenna. <laughs> For six minutes until the wind picks up. <laughs> We're lucky. Well, maybe, but uh, you know. Now that's, that's pretty. Dwayne, would you would you have any material around your house to build that with? Uh, no, I no. drink scotch, not beer. Oh, okay. yeah, we'd have to so, come up with some okay, uh, so beer bottle version. They don't, they don't. Scotch doesn't come in any type metallic. Uh, no, it comes it? in good glass bottles with All a right. cork. Well, you, hey, okay. I tell you what, your job for next week is to come up with. Some type scotch insulators. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe a field day this year, we'll have some cans of soda around. We can yeah. try to put something together. <laughs> so uh, that's a pretty neat antenna Buddy's made here. It's got a little droop to it, but it's got a little yeah. weight to it there, you know. So uh, that's, that's a uh, fun that's, idea. That's pretty good right there. You know, uh, when I was uh, uh, just starting out here, I kept hearing about beverage antenna, and I thought it was, it was the antenna was made out of beer cans. Right, but, but yeah. that's really not what a beverage antenna is. So, yeah, they call it a beverage antenna because you can drink a full beer before you get to the other end of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you know, uh, yeah. So, 
but there, there was some articles back in the early 60s where people did build verticals out of beer cans. Uh, somehow they, they soldered them together. I guess back then there were 10. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's one in QST magazine about three months back or so ago. Uh-huh. Built one out of coffee cans, these little coffee cans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that. Right. This is a neat story. This is uh, Brian uh, Smith shared this. And so he's, that's Brian that's standing on the tower there, the house, and his son's on the left, who was about 14 at that time, which was a few years ago. He said they were setting up their ADS uh, B receivers. And he said it's a next generation system for monitoring aircraft and has been adopted globally. So they set up a receiver at their house and then another remote receiver at his mother-in-law's house. So he did all the climbing and cabling that was necessary. And his son at age 14 programmed the Raspberry Pis, got it all working and started feeding the flight data to a bunch of online aircraft monitoring sites. So he merged the feeds into one and then supplied the data to the online sites. This, This isn't exactly ham radio, but again, in his opinion, it is. It's patience and learning and setting things up to be as perfect as possible and looking for the best game. Because our system has been consistently at or near the top for years. So he did take him to a local ham radio class and sat with him for every session, and he sure did get his license. He's now Kilo Charlie 3, Fox Yankee, India. And he says he has a photo of him when he was still a baby and a pacifier in his mouth. It was also in Popcom magazine back around in the early 2000s. So he said he's helped him set up a lot of antennas over the years, and now he's in college studying IT. And the picture below is the picture um, from Popcom magazine. I don't know if you could scroll in enough to see him when he was a little guy, but that's really cool. Yeah. You know, I noticed that, um, of course, you don't need a very high antenna. Right. You don't need a very high antenna for receiving that. But, uh, Dwayne, uh, I bet you he erected that antenna tower. He probably managed that one. (laughs) I imagine he erected that without a gen pole, for sure. Yeah, I see ten feet of tower there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a mass too. I mean, it, we we erected the first seventeen feet without a gin pole. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have been known to stand up about forty feet, but yeah. uh, that's about I think probably about all that I could do. You know, y'all are going about this all wrong. Yeah. There, there's a much easier way to do this. And what it is, is you go out and you buy a boatload of pizza and a couple of cases of beer. Yeah. And you tell everybody you've got an antenna raising party. And then you just sit back and watch them put up the pieces for you. Well, you also have to call the EMS and emergency people and have them out there, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see. Let's get back here. Well, Tom, if you want to share your screen or let me share screens for a minute, uh, I've got a project I can show you. All right, go ahead. I see your project. Oh. Now, hey, you your got, mouse now, is you, in you, his eyes. You're, you're getting things out of sequence, and Katie's going to have to talk about it, but go ahead and put it up there. Oh, she can. What? Well, you got to oh, allow sharing. Oh, oh I got to allow it. Okay. It's okay. a mouse in the middle of the screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Been a while since no, I've done the, this. the cat would be here if there was yeah. a mouse in the middle yeah. of the screen. <laughs> it's a cursor. Yeah. Uh, how, how, okay. I, hey, is a is a mouse okay? Uh, wait, is a mouse okay now? Wait a minute. I, I lost it. Where'd it go? Oh, uh, okay. Glenn came on. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> There's your project. Um, uh, it's not necessarily my project, as you can see. Somebody 
brought herself back a new rig from Dayton, and that is her project. Okay. And uh, she has taken over the corner of the desk with that. Well. And. Uh, that is so, a pretty kitty and a pretty. What do you yeah. got for? Oh, that's a. Is that the FTDX 101D? Yeah, 101 MP. Yeah. Oh, the MP. Oh, yeah. you're so fancy. Yeah. yeah no, no, it's hers. It's hers. <laughs> she has she, already claimed it. It's high maintenance. You know, she's, she's examining it to make sure that it's a comfy bed. Once it gets warm, you know, that's where they hang out. That, that's it. She's got to find all the warm spots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I, that's a good project. I'm glad. Uh, glad you got it here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. That's cool. Go back here and let's see what was next. I've got some more projects I can dig up here, but all right. What do we got so, going here? All right, Michael. Oh, Victor Alpha Three, Mike Whiskey. He said he built the entire cabinet for his remote HF station here. Um, he said where he tidied up all the cables and replaced three Raspberry Pis with just one to simplify <clears throat> things. Well, he's definitely got a lot of stuff in here. At this yeah, remote, but it looks pretty neat and organized. Location. Yeah, I, I I don't know what kind of rig he's got in there. Um, I wonder if that's it's, is it a flex? Is it HF? It's a good. He said it's HF, and it's a good thing. It's he lives in Canada, eh? Because uh, all that stuff's packed in pretty tight. There, it's going to get warm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe that may be a flex. I have no idea what it is there, but uh, that's uh, that's kind of cool. Hopefully, he's got it at a location where you can get a nice antenna out there and yeah, nice remote location. Cool. Let's see. Well, who is this? Luke Paul. Hey. Oh yeah. Paul's finishing it. This up, and one side's going to be his ham shack. And the other half's going to be like a tiny house. So the Mike popped in and said it's going to be a man cave. So he'll have a covered deck and above ground pool. So, but at least he's got half of it for ham shack. That's pretty darn. Good. Yeah, you know, sure it, it, it's so much fun, man, to to build something that nice for a ham shack. Oh, I mean, you got plenty of room yeah. there. You design it like you want. You know, you put your cabling in the walls. Right. That, that, that that's really nice. It looks like he's got some property for antennas, so yeah. he's in good shape. Oh, David, Dave, Whiskey Bravo for November, Charlie Tango from Alabama. He's restoring an old 10 Tech Century 21 CW receiver. Wow. Yeah. Transceiver. Well, he's. Oh, sorry, transceiver. Yeah. He's was, going all in. Look at that. Look at that front plate. He's got off. Yeah. There. I mean, man, wow. He uh, he's doing some heavy heavy work on that thing. That's got to be a fun project, though. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't even know if I'm I I'm going to be at their field day site, uh, the Athens, Alabama Radio Club. I'll be oh. up there at the field yeah. day site. Cool. You know, there are people out there that sell these new uh, uh, front plates for different radios if you're trying to refurbish one and you can get you yeah. a brand new looking There's panel. There's a guy at Dayton you know? that had a yeah. whole set for what was it, the Alpha 77, 76? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I looked at that. I didn't see one for my amp, but I don't need it. That's kind of cool there, David. Uh, uh, looks like he's got things under control there. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's ahead cool. of me. Yeah, me too. Hey, man, I, had a, I found an FTDX 560, which was uh, almost 70 years old. Wow. And I still had the plastic on the faceplate. <laughs> I'd never removed it. Oh, wow, man. Wow. Unreal. Yeah. That's hey, I'll cool. trade it. 
where you're uh, uh, one-on-one. No, one no. You, you got to talk. You got to talk to the cat on that one. Okay, I got. <laughs> I got no input here. Classic radio. <laughs> it's oh, it's going to be warmer. <laughs> so this is Carlos Whiskey Papa Three Oscar Fox down in Puerto Rico, and he said this is his first transmitter for our Pico Balloon. And he says he's had a dream of, for over 20 years to do this and watching Tom, all the balloon releases that Tom has been doing. And, and Bill, is, he says it's finally released him or motivated him to do his own launch here at home. Well, I, I tell you, he, he's doing a, a perfect job. I don't see how he's um, soldered those solar cells together so neatly. Mine don't look that good once I, uh, uh, once I put mine together. But then again, mine, when I put it together, I don't really care really what it looks like as long as it's functional because I know it's going to go down in the ocean somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's North neat. Korea with a bullet hole in it. Yeah. That's pretty neat right there. So he's going to be using it for APRS, and he says, um, and then he'll start making them to be used with Whisper. Whisper, so. yeah. Great job, Carlos. Yeah, I like it. Cool. I like it. And I like the fact that you caught he was in Puerto Rico. I was doing a reading. I didn't. I didn't see, see it. Maybe I didn't go deep enough. I saw his call though. After that, let's see. Yeah. What do we got here? My, my, what's Mike? Mike AA nine India Lima. He is building a Kim Uno emulator of the Kim One single board computer. Yeah. He uses an Arduino Uno and provides a simple monitor application for assembly language programming. He says, I think you'd refer to this as kicking it old school. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, the, doing it with Uno is actually amazing because a lot of folks are doing that with uh, those older machines um, with the uh, the Mega and the Pi even. There's actually a whole outfit that uh, emulates the Pi for just oh. about every old computer you can think of. They've got a Pi emulator software and everything so you can actually run all of that original code on these things i've got a working have, commodore 128 here <laughs> i have a kim one in the closet yeah i've well, got a working commodore 128 so i got a commodore 64 here man Jeez. yeah hey I, all right mike I, I i need that r390 right there i mean i, I always wanted an <laughs> r390 man i don't know if i i really don't have a place to put it but I'd love to have it R390. And I like his Collins, the twin radios up there. Was that the 75, whatever? And the, I forget what they are. That's not the KWM 75E something and uh, something else. I don't know what they are. Let's see it. All right. Cool. Very good. You got him a heat kit there? Now, let's see. Oh, no, so I think, next, wait, is this a video? I think this is a video, isn't it? No, it does, I don't think so. It's no. uh, Dave, uh, November four, Charlie Whiskey Zulu, um, working on his tower. He says it's a tilt over, so it's not too bad. But the next photo shows um, a picture of the view. He put a of um, a security camera up on the top so he could see further. So next picture, yeah, see that's his view from the top. That's really yeah. Awesome. That, that, hey, hey, that's a nice, uh, nice view there. No, uh, no hills, no mountains off to, to the side there. I mean, nice, clean, uh, clean shot. Pretty cool. And look, if, that, if that's his area of land out there, heck, even if that's not his land, I think I could hide a wire down those trees out there in the forest somewhere. Run yeah, me a wire say. about, make, put me a beverage antenna out there about three miles there long, go. three or four <laughs> miles long. 
There you go. Get that beverage out there. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Might be room even for a scotch antenna. Yeah, might, <laughs> might be. Might be. Okay. If you drink a and bottle it, of scotch by the time you get to the end of that <laughs> antenna, you won't care. <laughs> Chad's Chad. building a new house, which means he gets a new shack, too. So he's when he submitted a couple days ago, he was working on wiring for everything. So good job, Chad. It's hard work building your own house. Sure. Amen. But, then you get it just the way you want it. Oops. Yeah. Well, they're going to get some, putting some good insulation in the wall there, so I don't know where where he is, but uh, uh, it looks like he's going to have a nice, warm place there. Guys, when you're building your new shack, I suggest you put carpet on the walls. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Or, or you can cover it. You can cover it with egg egg crates. Yeah, but egg crates look so. K R W K zero R N K O R N radio. Yeah, yeah. Well, the carpet on the walls makes it easy for the cats to climb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was attempted like yeah, the first I'm... time the carpet was in here. When <laughs> Peekaboo was a kitten, she used to have to pull her off. She'd start climbing up, and yeah. she was so tiny, we'd have to get her and pull her off. And oh my gosh, it was no. So I could not see these two <laughs> carpeted walls. Oh no, not your beast. Mm. But, oh, but it makes a huge difference in the audio <laughs> on your on your radio. Huge yeah. difference. Yeah, that looks it looks good. He's man, he's gonna fix it up like he likes it. That's for sure. We're back to Paul's place here. Yeah, there's Paul. No, there's a is that another, is this Paul's re shot? no Paul's replying to Chad that he's also building. He says he moved last July, but he's got a temporary station set up out in his outbuilding in a lawn storage building. So, yeah, look at all that power he's putting in. So, yeah. All right, you say is Paul in the chat room? I don't know. Oh, okay. I I thought. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I meant he replied to the um, comment about oh, the yeah, new yeah, house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. sorry about that. That's all right. There. Yeah, there all is. Right. So, very good. There's a looking lot of good, good projects going looking, on. Looking good. We've got a lot of people involved in a lot of different projects. Yep. And is this the same? This is the yep, same. Yep, we saw that one yeah, already. Going up. We saw that I one. I think, yeah, he was just replying to another, that other comment. So I think it just showed up twice. All right, this is, yeah, Jan, Papa Alpha 5, Juliet Tango in Amsterdam area. He said this is his new shack after moving into their new house, and he's got the FD450D there. So that's a nice looking, you nice little, nice uh, area there in the house. Uh, yeah. Uh, you got nice lighting there, and uh, looks like he's got everything stacked up there on the shelves that he needs. So very good. It's easier to be neat when you start from scratch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't work we, for me, no matter how here. I start. It never ends up neat. It, yeah, same with us. Didn't take long. Okay, so let's see. Mary and John, Whiskey 8, Juliet Echo, Sierra. I'm guessing maybe that's John. Um, he's been working on his 40, 20, and 10 meter fan dipole. He's averaging SWR 1.3 to 1.5, so he's going to be pulling it up next weekend. That's cool. I like the way he did that center conductor there, center insulator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Austin Alpha Charlie for Alpha Golf. He just finished building a Whiskey 8 Bravo Hotel Morse Tudor. And he designed a 3D printable housing for it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He also made a 3D printable CW paddle. So he designed and made it for his niece, and she spent half the time she was there trying to learn Morse code. So he her home with it with a morse tutor and a cw paddle that's cool nice yep. job austin i like it 
That's cool. Yep. Maybe Glenn, you need to cut and build a couple of those. <laughs> I well, like this. I, who's to say what I'm building right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about this one here. <clears throat> this is James. James. He says that's anticlimactic picture, but did you you did ask what people were doing yeah. for the projects? So he was clearing branches. They were making their way into his tribander, so. <laughs> I, I don't see the tribander, though. I get maybe that's what he took out of the tribander. Yeah, that looks know. like what he took out of the way. Yeah, so. well. You know, it seems yeah. to me like he cut the branches in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they're interfering with his tribander, he needs to cut them closer to the ground, like yeah. right well, after he, yes. he may be doing that. We, we just don't know. But uh, very good there, James. you got to keep those you got to keep those limbs out of the tribander for sure. Yep. You know, it may be uh, trilliums just getting close to it or something up there. And he had, yeah. that might be a tough job to, uh, that's probably what it is. It's probably tree limbs you know, around the perimeter of his antenna and they're starting to grow over. And, right. Boy, I don't know how you get those down. I guess you go up there with a long. Well, he says he needs to get a hold of a, a longer or an extension pole so we can get yeah. to some more of them. So. Yeah, like I said, cut it off at the ground and be done with it. Yeah, yeah but that knows. might be a. You know, well, hey, my, hey, my I don't know what it costs there, but around here to cut a tree down, it's three thousand dollars to get it cut down. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, my problem is the ones that need to come down are not on my property, so yeah. it costs me yeah. a little bit more than three thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got several that need to come down, but uh, I don't know. Okay, yeah, oh, we got I a video here. Some... We got a video next. Let's just play the video. If I can, let's see what it looks like here. Uh, let's see. Make sure I got audio here. Yeah. This is be interesting right here. <clears throat> All right, it'll be here any minute. Here we go. Here we go. Looks like it's going up. Now, who, who uh, who's doing this one, Katie? I um. Do we know? Hold on. Close it already. I oh, you close it. That's oh, all right. I'll, I'll I close it. it sorry. Yeah, I don't know, man. I should have told him to change the gear ratio out. We need a little bit faster gear ratio. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. For some just, reason, I was thinking. Just jerk it up there real fast, man. You know, I, if it, you know, you may have an emergency. You need to get that antenna up fast, you know, just. Jamie Harper is the one that okay. shared that this morning. Right. Well. It looks like he's going to make it here. I see a little wind in the background there, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's some serious wind they're putting that thing up with. Hey, you know, a person yeah, could... Well, they've got blowing the right direction, so yeah. it's helping right. him out. A person <laughs> yeah. could put a big sail on there and rotate that sail around the antenna. I mean, around the tower to, to assist, you know. That's that was... Like a, that's a calm day in Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. But that was one of the problems of putting up this big that big antenna we had to wait for a low wind day to do that because yeah. it's so big, and I didn't want to fight it with wind up there. Yeah. Um, 
if it had been a standard tri-bander, we could have lifted it five or six times during the holiday, you know, times I had off. That thing's 55 feet long. It's a big lever when the wind catches it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think yeah, I think it's all. Let's see. Was that the last one? Uh, that was the last one that we had tonight. Yep. And that was uh, uh, Jamie Harper. Yep. Jamie Harper. Okay. Well, very good. Hey, Katie, thanks for uh, helping us with that. My a lot pleasure. of good antenna projects. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, hey, everybody, Just uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Uh, don't go away. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. Be a field day leader with ICOM. Field day is Ham Radio's most popular event and it's just around the corner. It's June 26th and 27th. More than 40,000 North American hams come together to operate remotely. Contact with nature, contact with friends. With a powerful and high quality ICOM base station, easily cut through the pileups to get that contesting edge. Our popular IC705 portable, the IC7300 and the IC7610 SDR transceivers are the clear choice for DXers and contesters across the globe. The IC705 is a perfect transceiver for hams who enjoy both the great outdoors and indoors or field day. It's a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters and is weighing in at just under 2 pounds. It has a 4.3 inch touchscreen with a live band scope and a waterfall. It runs 5 watts with a battery or 10 watts with a 13.8 volt DC power supply, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger. And the speaker microphone, the HM243, comes standard. The IC7300 is a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, reducing the generated inherent noise in different IF stages. It has RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch colored touchscreen, and real-time spectrum scope. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out faint signals in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that has changed the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and Dual Digital Select. For more information, visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur. All right. Hey, guys, we're, we're back here. Okay. Hey, uh, okay, we've got uh, oh, we, we, we got a few minutes till the after the show show comes on. Is it after the show show? Yeah. We have after the show show comes up, coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, 
Hey, I had another little video for you guys. Um, uh, you know, you didn't get to see much of Hamvention because we didn't stream it this year. I know uh, several people. Uh, you know, I have different videos and stuff. Uh, I got a little video here. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on and uh, Bill and uh, uh, Glenn. We can talk about it. Over, we can talk over the video uh, here as it's queued up. Uh, if you want to describe something or make a comment so i'm gonna put that on we'll let it run a few minutes it's probably about 10 or 11 12 minutes long uh we're gonna open the phone line and zoom in a little while for everybody but uh i'm gonna put the uh i'm gonna put the uh convention video on and uh we're gonna take just a, a look at it and then we probably won't see convention really anymore uh this year uh but uh no, it's time to start thinking about Huntsville and cool it stuff is, like that. It is time. It is time to think about Huntsville. Let's see. Let me see if I can frame this up better. Um, well, that might. Well, I'll get it going here. Here we go. And again, Glenn, uh, everybody, just we, we can talk about it. If you see something, talk about it. Let me frame this up a little. Well, you know, one of the things that was least new to me this year and unfortunately, it wasn't on my diet. Man, but 20 um, years to see things. I have noticed that the things I'm seeing here are the same things I saw 20 years ago. But hey, it's fun, man. Hey, we're in building number two. We'll show you our booth a little later right here. But look, these are uh, these are the buildings that uh, the vendors are in across around here. Uh, there's a lot of food vendors out here. We've got uh, got forum halls. Look at that wind here, blowing right there. Uh, additional booths for inside vendors. The wind was always blowing. So we're going to take a little walk around and uh, we're going to take a look right now at the uh, outside flea market and see what we can find. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, every year at Hamfest, we've got homemade ice cream here. Let's take a look at this. Look at this ice cream maker. A hit and miss engine. Man. I love that thing. This thing is actually, all this equipment right here is actually turning the old fashioned uh, ice cream maker right here. Well, he's got two ice cream makers running actually. That beats turning the crank by hand. Now, there was a lot of food out there. We got hamburgers. What else are you guys cooking? Is that pork chops? Pork chops. Pork chops. Okay. Pork chops. Pork chops. This guy right here, he, he knows all about that. Let's see what he's doing here. Talk to him, Tom. He's a little yeah. So, do you do this regularly? Here, uh, two or three times a year. Two or three times? And, yeah, uh, we do the yeah, fair and a couple festivals. They are good. Yeah. This is the bone-in pork chop. This right here. Yeah. I thought favorite. maybe he'd give us one to test, but uh, he didn't do it. Pork chops. They don't have a bone in them. All right. So this is a setup you use at home, or you go out and you do other events? Both. Both, huh? Yeah. Mm. My son I built these. Okay, cool. Very good. It smells good. Thanks for stopping. All right. All right, we're out in a, we're out in a flea market right now, and... Uh, this is just a small part of it, down to racetrack or most of, most of the things, but they had overflows, so they're all out here. We're going to walk out here and see some of the stuff in the flea market. We'll give you a little tour of the inside facilities and the inside vendors uh, a little later. 
Yeah, if you turn your back, you can literally see the equipment hop from one person's table to another. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, look at this antenna tuner here, man. I need that. I need that. Oh man. I, I bought me saw a, that uh, on your table, Tom. Yeah, I, I bought. It did I didn't buy that one. I, I, I bought another rotary inductor. Man, we got a lot of uh, Drake gear here for sale. Yeah, a lot of Drake and Collins gear there this year. Astron power supplies. It was some pretty decent stuff pretty out there. on the uh, Astron power supplies. I, I, I don't know about pricing. There's a heat kit uh, amplifier. I like the old boat anchors here. Oh, you want six hundred dollars? A lot of boat anchors the, out uh, there. That was seventy-five eighty-three. Sure. I saw one out in the flea market yesterday. He wanted four thousand dollars for it. Had it marked down to about eighteen hundred. That receiver we had at the Ohio State Radio Club. Well, I, I like these. Small. I think they're uh, probably maybe two point four gig. I don't. I'm not sure. But, yeah, that'd uh, be about right hey, for two point four gig. Of them here. Be a nice Aggie. We just <clears throat> we just checked. Uh, our balloon is not showing up yet. It's going to take it probably ten minutes or so before we'll start reporting. Hello, how you doing? Korea. Where in Korea were you? Pardon? Where in Korea were you? I was in the Camp Housing. Up then I got up to the DMZ. I was over there from '68 to '70. Yeah. What they called the Second Korean War. Yeah, I know, but I was uh, I was in Korea. I was in Osan from '72 uh, and '73. Yeah. Yeah. Supposed to have even. Oh, that's all right. That's okay. That's okay. Oh. So uh, about noon today, we're supposed to have uh, major thunderstorms move in. The radar shows are just on the outskirts of town. It's nice and sunny right now, so uh, that's uh, kind of interesting. That uh, it looks good, but I don't think it's going to be very good. Hey, Rick. I've watched your video every week. Right, man. Three piece yeah. and all. That's three people I found at watches. Yeah. This guy's got some big amplifiers over here. Let's check and see what he's got here. Three six eight hundreds. All right, guys. We got a we got a half price here. Let's see what we got. I'm not sure what we got. Oh, sound equipment, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of sound okay, so gear, networking gear. At the bigger flea market area, this is a racetrack. It's a big circle out here. And uh, a lot of people are set up out here. Looks like we got some parking over to the right over there. But this, uh, I'm standing on the actual uh, track here. You can see uh, horseshoe prints in the, uh, in the ground right here. Looks like they run that direction. I don't know why I would have run in that direction. I believe that's actually a harness track. They run the little carts. Yeah, all right. Thank hope you. You're, hope you're fine. I hope we're getting around good today. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm about wore up. All right, we're at uh, Mark Pupo here. He's probably in the chat room right now. Look at this. Out here all by himself in his tent. He's got Wi-Fi going out here. That was a nice tent right there. 
This guy had uh, plenty of bird watt meters. Look at all the slugs back here. He must have had 200 slugs. You know, I walked that entire flea market <clears throat> and I didn't buy a single thing out there. Yeah, that was kind of like me. <laughs> about maybe one thing. I did get some phone calls. Are you are you hearing me talk over this? Alright boy we got some uh got some old stuff here. Old and some fairly neat uh heat kit stuff here. Get a shot of this. So Glenn, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I was going, getting over it. And he's off around the curve right he's there. Coming he's, he's coming in. in. Yeah. He's coming in, man. He's man, coming down, coming down, coming down the stretch. Right Let's get a zoom in on him. He's coming. I think he's laughing, everybody. Yeah. I can't get Martin on his show this Tuesday. I love the inside of the uh, it's so pretty. All right, very good. Okay, hey, we're gonna do a walk around in some of the buildings, see some of the vendors right here. Uh, we're over in building number one with uh, MFJ. Uh, this is actually a Marichon right here. Uh, man, there's some beautiful amps here, man. They really look good. This is a solid slate amp right here. Oh man. I've got one of these. This is an AL80B. Look at that. Isn't that thing pretty inside? Alright. How's it going? Doing pretty good. Doing good, man. How you doing, man? How's uh, how's hey doing good? How's uh here, if I can take that mic right there. How's uh, how's business, man? Y'all oh, doing well, this a lot? Is good, right? uh, Good attendance here and staying busy. Staying yeah. busy. Yeah. And uh, I hope y'all been doing fine. Well, yeah, we're doing fine. We didn't stream it here live. We're just going to do some video and do it for the show Tuesday night. Okay. This gives us a chance to walk around and see more people and have okay. a good time. Yeah, hey, we, man. Um, you know, hey, man, I look at these Maritrons. They are so pretty inside. I, man. Maritrons hard to go wrong on. Man. They all just perk and work. I've built a number of amplifiers over the years, but mine have never been that pretty inside, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we just got a little bit of everything going on this year. It's good to be back in Dayton. And, yeah. Uh, it's a little warm, but uh, I'll take it. Hey, it's, it's, it's cooler in here than it is in our building over there, I can tell you that for wow. sure. Yeah. We're DX Engineering, guys. Boy, look how big, uh, look how much space DX Engineering's got. They, uh, man, they got a major part of building number one here. They had a large we'll walk around a little bit. They had plenty of cash registers manned. Yeah, they've been to uh, put a fan in here for the customers. Yeah, it gets a little bit muggy inside certain days. All right, hello, how you doing? We're here at Shack in a Box. As always, we want to come by and see you. See how you're doing. Here, Grace, take that right there. 
How you doing? I'm doing good. Have you have you sold a lot? Yeah, we sold um, one. We're getting a lot of interest in other ones. So yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. Hey, tell us real quick. We haven't got much time, but why don't you tell us real quick what each of these are? I will. Here, here's one of our um, simplest boxes. It has an HF and UHF capabilities, and we have ICOM and ASU versions. Um, over here you can see what we call solar generators. These have um, life pill batteries which physically cannot burn, which is very good compared to a lot of other kinds of batteries. They have lights on the side that you can run your radios with them. Um, sometimes at home we actually use these to power our shack. So these have multiple uses, they're very lightweight, they're very handy. Um, over here is a box that we have that only has HF capabilities for, specifically we use this one for our outdoor park communications because we like doing HF out in national parks. Um, and the last one to show would be over here. We have kind of a box that is used mainly in shelters when um, hurricanes come through, your power might get knocked out. So inside here we have a battery that will turn on as soon as you lose power so that you do not lose power to your radio. So um, that one we is UHF and we recommend for different shelters to use it during hurricane season. So yeah, we're doing pretty good this year. Um, having fun at the camp fest, uh, that's what we have to offer. Uh, if you want more info, you can look us up online. And thanks for having me, Tom. All right, thank you. Good to see you. I'll take my mic back. Thank you. you. Oh, we are in ARRL land right now. And uh, boy, they've got a lot of uh, little space we're in here. Yeah, that's my home away from home. Attention on the grounds. Attention on the grounds. We have a storm approaching that contains small hail and some cloud-to-ground lightning. There is a storm approaching with small hail and cloud-to-ground lightning that should make the grounds within the next five to ten minutes. We are in building. Okay, we uh, we should take this time to go to the storm shelter right now, I think. Uh, so anyway, hey, we'll stop the video right there. Uh, we've been going a little over an hour now uh, with Amateur Radio Roundtable. Uh, let me just say once again to everyone out there, uh, if you're joining us, uh, this is uh, about ham radio, amateur radio. We're glad to have you. And if you're listening out there on shortwave, WBCQ 7490, send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. And if for all you guys that came in a little late, please hit that subscribe button right there. I'm making it easy for you. I'm showing you where it is. I think it's somewhere near the end of that arrow I put right there. Please hit that subscribe button and join our Facebook group. Our Facebook group has about 13,000 hams that follow the, this group. And we'll be glad to have you uh, in there. So we're going to go ahead and uh, officially close out the uh, uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable.
And I, I hope uh, hope you guys uh, saw our new pictures right there. Uh, we had some new pictures made, and uh, I think they look. Yeah, uh, I I, I look better. about forty years younger there. <clears throat> yeah. We need I have, Bill I have and hair and stuff. Yeah. They're still so, working on mine, I guess. Well, we got Alan, yours. Alan we, looks like he's about 16. I was going to say, they, Bill, they don't have a filter strong enough for you, I guess. Yeah, we got yours, <laughs> we got yours somewhere. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm having trouble finding it. I know it's on our Facebook group, so we need to, we need to try to see if we can get a picture. And it's got to look kind of It's got to look kind of yeah. like these. What did you say, Alan? I got hair again. Yeah, well, you know, hey, you're looking good there, man. You know, I don't know what that little glow is around your head. Not sure what that is. Oh, he used to have a halo. Yeah, it looks like Glenn, looks like Glenn's eyes are a little crossed. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the best two looking ones there is me and Katie. To tell you the truth, I mean, you know. All right. I look so, like some kind of freakish doll or something. <laughs> yeah, you kind of you kind of do there. You kind of do. So we're gonna go now to uh, we're gonna go to the show. Show, uh, what is it? After the show, show. We're going now into the after the show, show for you guys. And hey, I'm going to post the Zoom link that you can join us here. And uh, hey, come on in here and uh, wish Katie uh, uh, happy, whatever. Uh, congratulations. Uh, thank her for being here with us tonight. I know welcome it probably, back. yeah, welcome, welcome yeah. her back. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. So I'm going to open about to go. So. I'm gonna, you, you're gonna, you, are you leaving us, Katie? I, I was planning to, yeah. Oh, that's fine. Is, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sorry. And, uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> people can still comment. We'll, we'll this will be recorded. So save it up for next week. Oh, yeah, next we'll. Week. Uh, I think I will. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll let you go there, and uh, okay. I, I I know you're a working person now. You know you're not like Glenn or me. We we stay home. We don't work. You got a job now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's this not work stuff? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you've been home I the last work, three. But it's, Three days from home and two days in the office. Yeah, well, okay, but, yeah. but Katie has and, to work. Katie and works. And as long as I tested positive, I get to stay home five days a week. Uh, well, yeah, I bet. okay. Oh, they don't want me in the office. Oh, let's yeah, see. I can tell. Yeah, all right, gang, I'll see you soon. Thanks right. for the nice warm welcome back. See you next week, hopefully. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Good, good night. Bye. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to put the link in here if you want to join us on there, and um, I'll see if I can't crank up the phone lines, too. Now, we can take up to 1,000 people simultaneous with our phone system. For some reason, you guys have never stress-tested it. Let me see if I can find it. There it is. The most that we've ever had is three or four people at one time. Again, guys, we can take 1,000 people, so I'm expecting some calls here. Let me uh, let me get the phone system up, and uh, we'll uh, we'll post that. For right now, just click on that link, and you can join us on uh, on Zoom. If you got a if you got a face for radio and you don't want to get on Zoom, just call in on the phone line. Uh, let's see, got Lou joining us here. Okay, what's going on here? My phone's not coming on. Oh boy. Here we go. All right, so I'm going to get the phone on here. Did I hear an echo? One, two. I think I hear an echo. Uh, let's see. Welcome to the meeting. 
trying to figure out who we got somebody else. We got Bill. Three people. Teresa. All right. All right. The red zone is for loading and unloading only. All right. Had a little trouble with the phone system. Here we go. Are you referring? Are you referring to my hat, Glenn? <laughs> no, I was referring to the echo. Uh, I'm trying to see how I, get, I, I think I know how I'm getting that. Was, uh, was that the new hat this year, there, Bill? Yeah, this is the volunteer hat. For, oh, because um, I have a gray one that says volunteer. <laughs> that was the the last time they had a hand bench, and it was yeah, in 2019. <laughs> It was gray with red letters. Ah, okay. I, will, I have about 10 years of them. Well, with my hat. All right. So I'm trying to bring the phone system up here. And uh, what do we got here? We got trying to do three things at one time. Let's see. Okay. Oh, okay. It's been a while since I've used it. There we go. It was asking me something. I didn't know what it was asking. And don't you hate it when tech stuff asks you questions you can't answer? Yeah, yeah. Let me post a phone. I'm going to post a phone number, too. Phone number and a Zoom link again. You should be able to call us with this. East right there. Let's see what that will do. Hey, Bill, they just flipped the colors from the last time. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay, and I think I can even put the phone number up on the screen if I can remember how to do it. Yeah, we'll do that right there. We'll just do that right there. There we go. We got a phone number up. Um, we got it in the chat room. Guys, if you want to call in uh, on the phone lines, just call that number 716-427-1083. Yeah, that is not my personal phone number. And then uh, hit the code, put the code in, 407051, and then uh, hashtag to be... Now, that's the combination I have on my luggage. Politically correct. That's your password in your system, isn't it, right there? No, no, that's my luggage combination. Yeah. Mine yeah. is one, two, three, four. Ah. Yeah. In other words, you left it from the factory settings. I just use the word... I just use the word password for password on mine, you know. Yeah, dark helmets, luggage. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see who we got. Let's see who we got in the chat. Who we got? Who we got called in here? I know Bill called in. We got Lou. We got Teresa. We got Bill. Okay. There's Teresa. Welcome, Teresa. And Lou. Lou. Ki four. What's that? Veu. Veu. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's a long. I need to give me a bigger monitor. 
Uh, yeah, okay. So it's a little, uh, little small looking across the, uh, across here. I gotta, I gotta look way over there to see the uh, Skype, I mean, see the uh, Zoom people. All right. All right, well, what are we gonna talk about tonight? Come on. Well, I can I can say this. Uh, I've had six test sessions since Thursday. Um, all these technicians trying to get in under the wire of uh, the 30 June uh, changed the question pool. Uh, last night we had, uh, I think it was like 23, and uh, eight of them did not survive. Uh, did. They're trying to rush through. We told them, you know, go back and study the questions and stuff. I mean, I mean, 423 questions is is something undaunted. I understand. However, you should see all of them and attempt to answer all of them before you even take your exam. <laughs> yeah, but there, I mean, there's not that many that are changing. Um, yeah. No, yeah, not really. I, yeah, I need to go through. And I did. I've got a a cram slide set that I that I present to that I've been using for the last couple of years. I need to go and edit it now to reflect some of the new changes. I could probably pull some things out, put some new material in. But uh it's uh, on my to do list. Uh ham they are going to change um uh, I believe it is on the first of July. So uh yeah, yeah. if you have people that you're referring there tell yeah, them the I current one is till the thirtieth and no one will be in July. So, what are the uh, what are the fees now? What's it cost to get a license? Well, it depends on where you take it, Tom. Okay, AWRL is charging fifteen dollars per per person. Okay, yeah. and as long as you as long as you continue on, you know, go from tech to general to extra, you don't pay anything. If you fail your technician exam. And you want to take another exam? You have to pay an additional fifty. Yeah, but but what's the FCC fee? Didn't they? Didn't okay. They... Now this is the story on the FCC. Yeah. All right. When you take your exam and your volunteer uh, examining center there sends the information into them, okay, it makes an application in the FCC database. As soon as that application is made. The candidate gets an email back to them saying, hey, you want a license? You have to pay $35. You have 10 days to pay it from the date of the email. If they linger 11, 12, 13, then they have to get a hold of the session manager to resubmit their information, which, you know, we, we tell them just, you know, give the session manager a call. Let him know you're going to pay so that he can contact the VEC to put the information back in there. And then once you pay your $35, I believe within minutes, okay, it cranks out an email and sends it back to the individual so that they can uh, um, uh, download their license. We tell them to download at least three copies. That way they know that one for the wall, one for their wallet, and one to put away so that if they lose it, they, they got another one. Otherwise, they got to go back in the ULS system. We tell yeah. them, that, you know, like all these students, we get <clears throat> students 
all the various universities, we tell them, hey, if you're leaving the university and you're changing your email, make sure you notify the FCC because if they can't contact you, they'll either suspend or cancel your license. Well, I've seen, and I watch these other Facebook groups, uh, so many people complain on this $35 for 10 years. It's, uh, you know, a ripoff or they don't want to pay it. Uh, you know, $35 for 10 years, that is $3 a half a year. And that's, uh, that's about 29 cents a month. And uh, I, I, I just don't understand why they're... Well, the, 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 the great thing is, okay... If you are upgrading from technician to general or general to expert, right. they're not going to charge you the $35. Right, right. Under the ARRL testing system, okay, if the individual is less than 18, okay, they can apply to have their fees uh, waived, okay? They still have to pay it, but they will submit they they will submit, they, they will submit a, a a page, okay, to to the FCC. The FCC will notify the ARL, and the ARL will pay the information, pay the student back, I guess, for paying the thirty-five dollars. But yeah. that's only on the initial license. How many questions are in the, in the pool for each license? Do you know. All right. So there's four hundred and twenty-three in the technician. No, wait, 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 wait. No, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about on the test. I'm talking about in the pool. No, in the pool, for technician, there's 423. Oh, okay, 423. I thought you said 23. All right. In yeah. the general, there's 464 plus or minus questions. And if I my calculation was right, it's 564 for the extra. Now, you know that they merged the extra and the advanced together. In the first half of the extra book, is all that stuff that we had to do for advanced stuff. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. All them calculations why that piece was easy <laughs> enough for me. All them calculations, boy. Woo. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. I got real lucky. My license came up for renewal just before they started the fee. Mine so did I, too. I was <laughs> able to renew and not have to worry about it for ten more years. <laughs> Well, I just gotta, I, I just gotta uh, remember to renew mine. I, I think I got about seven more years if I, if I last it long. But uh, hey, I was uh, one, one time uh, up in uh, up at Hamvention. We were all sitting around at Hamvention at a, at a restaurant. And we were talking about our license, and I pulled my license out, and it had already expired while I was sitting there at the table, man. Uh, so I was a shocker. So always check your license, make sure you know when yeah, it expires. Oops. I right. was at the uh, Oshkosh uh, air show once, and this uh, is about 1980, and this uh, really old guy in his 90s was standing next to me, and and I said, do you still fly? He said, I sure do. I flew in here. Yeah. And he said, do you want to see my uh, original pilot's license? So he pulled out this cracked leather billfold, <clears throat> cracked it open, and he said, look at the instructor. And it said, Orville Wright. Oh, man. <laughs> Oops. It was, it was uh, airplane license, uh, aviation license number five. Wow. Yeah, okay. Wow. So 
So let me ask a trivia question here. Does anybody know, I, I may not phrase this right, the very, well, the first, I think it was the first pilot license issued. Uh, Bill, just, you just told me about that guy, so I don't know. But I know a different name they got that was issued license number one. Now, maybe that's a different licensing that happened, but... Uh, Anybody maybe know who I'm talking about? That'd be one of the right. Wilbur, right? No. Wright. Yeah. I think it was Bob. It was uh, it was Bob Cummings. Do you remember a TV show with Bob Cummings on it? Oh, the uh, camera. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he was a photographer. Yeah. My understanding is he actually my was license number one. Now maybe that was a different type license or something or when they maybe change something around because I doubt he's nearly as old as the guy Bill was talking about. Well, what about Sky King? I mean, you know, he he he, he was back. <laughs> hey, I grew I mean, up watching that show every weekend, man. Well, I don't know if Sky King did. Uh, was Sky King really a pilot? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, think, heck yeah. I think he was. Oh, okay. yeah. Extra bonus uh, points if you can tell me his daughter's name. Penny. Penny. There you go. You, you get the gold star. All right, I get the gold star there. And I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember that. I remember the episode where he was transporting a nitroglycerin, and he had the guys holding the nitroglycerin while the plane was bouncing. And you know, he said that's the best way to cushion it, just to hold it. You know, so I, I remember that episode. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we had the best Saturday morning, you know, TV <laughs> shows, you know, back when, when I was growing up, man. You know, we yeah. had the unedited, you know, Roadrunner, Bugs Bunny cartoons. Well, I can remember this. I don't know if anybody else remembers this, but um, and I forget what the cartoon was, but you actually got to help them, and you had this piece of clear-looking bluish plastic that went over the front of your TV screen, and it stuck to it. It just stuck to it. And it'd be running, and somebody would be chasing them, and they'd come to a river, and you would actually draw a bridge right there, and they could get across. We didn't have that. You didn't have that? I don't and remember and that. that. Uh-uh. Anybody, anybody yeah. else remember I mean, we that? We had the secret decoder rings and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oval yeah. <clears throat> yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> the Oval Team Secret Decoder. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you decode that. Man, you wait all week for that secret message to come in. It says, "Drink your Oval." It says, "It says buy <laughs> Oval Team." Yeah. 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 Oh man. All right, well, it looks like nobody is taking us up on the phone lines. There are open guys out there. Phone numbers listed on the screen here. But we still uh, had some of the best, you know, Saturday morning TV, you know, growing up than any of the stuff that's on now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we used to get up 6.30 in the morning. I mean, yeah, that, that, oh, was, yeah. that was the time to get up. <laughs> we were planted in front of the TV set with our bowl of cereal while that Test pattern is still playing. <laughs> I just, we were waiting. Uh, donated our family TV. It was 19, 
I think the TV was built in says he thinks early television used part of the 80-meter band for transmissions. Uh, actually, he's probably talking about the color burst oscillator at 3.58 uh, megahertz. Uh, all of the color TVs had a crystal in it, and uh, that was kind of yeah, cool. Why did they choose, what was it, 3.579545? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what on God's green earth did they need something that accurate for in the tube era? made a lot of transmitters uh you know cheap transmitters with that crystal but unfortunately any any place there was a tv you had that buzz going on so yeah. it wasn't C frequency but it sure mm -hmm. made a cheap transmitter yeah mm -hmm. yeah 
you know, you used to, you know, you could find those crystals for, you know, pennies and I've got now uh, even those are getting hard to find. I've got several of them in a junk box around here, the 3.58. I have yeah. a box full of them. Yeah. I might be rich if they're uh, <laughs> if they're worth a lot of money now. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the advent of digital TV, that frequency is now clear. <laughs> hey, I yeah. do have a question for the senior folks that attend, or the senior folks, seasoned folks that attend Dayton every year. Have you guys ever attended the VA, the Voice of America Museum? Yes. Yeah. I have. Yes, and and the uh, Air Force Museum. <laughs> I guess, I and they're still the doing. They're still doing tours. They're still doing tours. I think they did one this year on Voice of America. Uh, you know, it's been shut down for quite a while now. Yeah, yeah Jocelyn told me that he was uh, he was offering tours out there. Yeah, they had they had a tour. I think they opened it probably for the Hamvention people. Yeah, another neat thing to go to there is the Air Force Museum, but you need to, man, you need a whole day out there. You, you can't see it unless you spend a whole day. It's a pretty big operation. I've never had enough time off to, to do all the extra stuff. Yeah. Normally That's why you know, go in early there, Glenn. Instead yeah, but, of Wednesday, you go Tuesday, and then you yeah, that's that's the yeah, that's what we started doing, going two days early and Unfortunately, stuff. Unfortunately, I don't have that much time saved up. Well, you know, one of the places we used to go to was Mendelssohn's. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. down downtown Mendelssohn's, I mean, it was like a five or seven story building, old building. Yeah, absolutely. And, what was it? Yeah, it was five or seven buildings. Yeah, and, and you know, had an old yeah. elevator, the old elevator, and it had a uh, person that actually ran the elevator. You know, you you tell him what floor, and he'd move the handle, and he'd drive the elevator. Uh, and uh, man, that place, that Middleson's had everything. Man, I mean, oh yeah, it, it was full. Of, I don't know how the floors didn't fall in. They had one floor was all maybe heavy motors. You know. Probably yeah, had favorite pair of radio sales in Lima, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I never been to that one. Well, it's uh, looks like my garage. Only they know where everything is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I imagine That's so. The I, I I do I do have to say that uh, when when uh, Drake was uh, in, in business there in Cincinnati, uh, I had a R four B go out on me and uh, I drove it out there I handed it to him I handed him the the um, uh, what do you call it uh, the money order and they said that they would fix it I I no sooner got back to DC and it was in my mailbox <laughs> just a cheap thing that they had to fix <laughs> Hey Bill, I got a question. Your that the, the NASA facility that you work out of, do they have an amateur radio club on your facility? Because I hear the the NASA on the air or NOTA is back up and running again. Because I had made a, a contact with Kennedy. Space yes, uh, last month. It's uh, they have we have a building all their own. Um, I don't know since COVID it hasn't been real active, but uh, it was pretty active. Before that, uh, it's the Marshall Amateur Radio Club. 
in Huntsville, Alabama here. So it's the Marshall Space Flight Amateur Radio Club. They just call it MARC for short. Mm-hmm. WA4, I don't know, NXD, I think. I don't know how to check my HT. I forget. I put it in the HT. <laughs> I know JSC has a club or had a club, but uh, since I'm not living in Houston, I'm not too familiar with what they're they've got going on right now. But I'm sure they'll be working on putting something on the air. The one in Greenbelt, Maryland, just outside D.C., W3NAN, uh, I used to listen to the space shuttle launches and whatever. They used to uh, put it on the repeater so that you could hear what was going on. Uh, I used to sit in my office in the Pentagon and listen. (laughs) I think that was one of the coolest things about living in West Palm Beach is on certain shuttle launches I could stand on my balcony and watch them go up. You know, they're a couple hundred miles north of me. Hey, you talk about listening to the launches there at the office. The two times that I got to go down to Florida to see the launch, uh, they actually had um, somebody, it was the local club doing a simulcast on the local repeater of the audio and the countdown and the one that I went to that got scrubbed, those of us that were on one end of the beach and could hear not only that, because they had it on uh, outdoor speakers as well, well, but like me, I had it on my radio in the car, and you could hear the groans just travel down the <laughs> sea, down the beaches. Word got passed. It scrubbed. 24-hour turnaround. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got to do a, gosh, I guess it was a junior high field trip and uh, got to see Apollo 10 on the pad. It was like a week before the launch, and I'm like, why didn't we come next week? <laughs> nice. But uh, that's. I think that's the closest I've come to seeing it's a the- real... All right, well, look, hey, we, need, we need some more people to join us. I've got a question here. Uh, I've I got a trivia question for you guys about donut holes. How did the size of a donut hole change over the years? Did the donut hole get larger or smaller? What do you guys think, man? This is important. You guys do eat donuts, right? Well, the one, the ones at Market Basket are the same size. I, now, I'm I, talking about back 1920, 1930, 1940. Was the hole bigger or smaller? What do you think, Bill? I would say smaller. You think the hole was smaller back then? Yeah. I used your thumb to poke the hole so it would be smaller. Hmm. There you go. What do you think, man? You were wrong. Wow. Uh, you missed it. Look at oh, that. You see, you see, they give you more donut for... Uh, yeah, you get more donut price, now. Look so. at that, man. Look at that. You know, one thing, a nice thing about uh, Hamvention, we, uh, us vendors, we had vendor spots. Uh, they had a, a room there that, uh, full of donuts. We got to go in and get, our, get donuts, and uh, that was uh, pretty cool. 
You should have joined. You should have joined the IOK at the at the Big Boy downtown. They they have a breakfast buffet, and I mean this thing is huge, Tom. I'm gonna okay. have to hit that. Yeah. Yeah, you have to come next year and and check it out there, Glenn. We meet seven o'clock in the morning, and then you just sneak out the back the 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 back parking lot there. Take a right, take a left, and go all the way to the end, and um, you're at the fence there of of, of the flea market. <laughs> See, but I, I'm at the bed and breakfast, and I go a block over and down, and I'm at the bus stop. Well, hey, next you. door, I got a McDonald's, man. I just picked me up a sausage and biscuit. <laughs> I mean, normally I just sleep in. What's breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, for, you, for you yeah. college students, it's lunch, okay? Tom? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. When the next time you go down to Austin to visit Chris, you need to tell him to take you to Round Rock. There's a place that sells, I guess, giant-sized donuts and giant-sized uh, cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I think Chris is... Uh, I think Chris is... that used to do... Um, what was that, Joe? Um, the guy, with, the guy that eats everything, whatever. Um, that the, the man. Um, man, what was that show? That reality show, Man versus Food. I guess it was called. He went there, and he had to eat their lot, their giant size donut that they made. Well, I think uh, I think Chris is thinking about moving down to Houston area. He's going to get out of out of uh, uh, Austin. The rent's getting too high there, man. All the people from California coming in, they're paying double what uh, the rent's supposed to be. Hey, Mark, uh, KA9SDX. Uh, uh, since Glenn has his cats always on display, where are your cats? They need to. Well, my cats are recovering. I took oh. them to the vet this afternoon. Oops. Oh, you won't and find them for a while. <laughs> I had one of them uh, soil uh, soil a cat carrier both ways, <laughs> coming and going. And it was 39 miles one way. Oh. oh. My vet was a mile and a half away, but I thought I'd rent my cat out to the fire department. They would holler so loud. Well, yeah, what you need to do, you need to tie it on top of the car. I can't even <laughs> imagine 39 miles. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it was a haul, and I had to run with the windows down. <laughs> but I had the answer to that donut hole question, so I had to come online. You, you had to, <laughs> you had the answer for the donut hole. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I knew they were getting smaller. Uh, Bill, also yeah. just to let you know, um, uh, the the Hyfer slash uh, Whisper uh, uh, fixed transmitter here, just about thirty feet away from me. Uh, was heard in Austria, so uh, and that was this afternoon. Oh. So uh, it's still on working well. Meters? What's that? Was cool. it on twenty-two meters that it was heard, or twenty? It meters? was on twenty meters that it was heard. I, I'll have to check on twenty-two. All right, cool. So why did the donut hole get smaller over the years? I don't know. It had to do with the way it was cooked. Yep. I don't know. There it is. I mean, I thought we were going to get the why of this, not just the the fact that it shrank. Hey, 
We have the Krispy Kreme factory here, and you can get them right hot oh. fresh. And I tell yeah. you what, I'm going to go up there and ask them after yeah. I eat about a dozen donuts. I was going to say, there's nothing better than a hot, fresh donut. And those are so far off my diet now. I mean, I'd go into a coma if I ate one. <laughs> so uh, um, the other question I have is, uh, are toilet papers, toilet paper rolls getting narrower or longer? I had one get narrower. I'm going to say narrower. Every year they get them about an eighth of an inch narrower and uh but they make them then they make the tube wider that they're doing the opposite of what donuts do so it makes it look like you get more oh but you get less and then raise the price and raise the price oh absolutely just exactly they took a lesson from the candy bar manufacturer well you know i was pretty much locked down in my house for about a week and a half and had to live off of the food I had. And first thing I did once I was able to rejoin the world is I made a, a grocery store run. Um, that one trip cost me probably three times what my normally grocery bill is. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, yeah. They've, everything's you know, gone up. The, the, um, the way everything's gone up, yeah. I, I want to talk a minute there about Tom's uh, uh, trivia question there. Um, I, I looked on the Internet here. It says, why have donut holes got smaller? Donut holes were originally put in there to make sure that the treat was fried evenly. If it didn't have a hole in it, then the inside would be less well cooked than the outside. Improved technology meant that it was possible to get a more even fry. Uh, fry without a big hole. Similar holes mean that a donut is less likely to break. Now, I like the jelly filled, okay, uh, whether it be strawberry, mm -hmm. raspberry, uh, apple, whatever. Um, we made those in boot camp, and I, I said to myself, wow, I never knew that. Oh, gosh, I love the lemon cream ones. Oh, yes. <clears throat> or the Bavarian cream ones. Oh, yeah, and Bill, you know, directions... <laughs> Directions in New England are based on one particular store. You go down to this this uh, store and you turn left and turn down. Go down to the next one. Which store is that, Bill? Well, it's either uh, Starbucks or uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin', I'm a Donut. Dunkin Donuts. Right. I'm a Dunkin' Donuts fan. Yeah, that's the store. Damn. All directions in New England are based on all four corners normally. <laughs> Man, I'm getting hungry. You know, I want a donut. We don't have a Krispy Kreme donut store in the Memphis area. I mean, everybody has to go to Huntsville to get their Krispy really? Kreme fix. Yes. That's one wow. of the big talks about everybody that goes to the Huntsville Ham Fest. Got to hit the Krispy Kreme donut shop. There is one gas station here, and it sells Krispy Kreme donuts. And I go and get those those jelly donuts here. I like those jelly donuts. I get a dozen of them rascals. <laughs> Man, y'all making my mouth water. I'm yeah. wanting some hey, donuts Bill, I hear right you now. You guys are getting a Bucky's over there in Athens. I, I want, I want a donut. Yeah. 
All right. Hey, I see Papa Doc's not here. I saw him in here earlier tonight. Uh, I was hoping Papa Doc. I was hoping Papa Doc would be around, man. They are the rest stop to die for. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it's it's about the size of a Walmart inside there, and you name it, they got it. Wow. I went well, to depending one, upon which one you go is to. that what that is? Yeah. I went to one uh, in Daytona that's Beach. Miles from yeah. When I went to um, the Orlando Hamfest this year, a friend and I drove up to St. Augustine, and the first stop we made was Bucky's in Daytona Beach. Well, the original is out of uh, South Texas, and the owner is an Aggie. He graduated from A&M in uh, 1980. There you go. How are you? How are you? How's the club? Yes. Who who did I get that question from? Anthony. (laughs) That was Anthony Anthony in Benbrook. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I I couldn't see who, who was talking. Um... Think the club's kind of slow, especially right now because everybody just left for summer break, um, and of course, right after COVID, because of the way COVID hit, which was everybody was out for spring break, then they extended it to two weeks, and then they said, "Don't come back." Um, the club never really has gotten back to being quite as active as it was pre-COVID, but it's still active. We're still doing stuff. Well, Teresa, that's good to know. It's been a while since I've seen the picture of the antenna down there that's bent and twisted. Is it still yeah. the same way? Um, Actually, we're losing our ham shack, unfortunately. Um, during the time that we were out during COVID, um, termites got into it. And, of course, it's just three of those uh, portable buildings. And they're only supposed to last, like, 12 years to begin with. And that's under one owner that takes good care of them. And we're done the second owner, and it's up to 16 or 18 years that they've been in service. So between that and the area that we're on also has the... Uh, information technology backbone for a lot of the A&M university services. They want to expand, which means they want to take over where we're at. Between termites, the age of the building, and are only having a quarter of a antenna up, and the university is saying, you got to move. So... We've got all of our stuff currently in storage. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that. I guess real estate down there is a, uh, is a somewhat a luxury, isn't it? Uh, it is, especially with the um, you know the the fact that we are a university club. So we do best when we're on university property, which is at a premium especially there at the main campus um we're seeing about what would happen if we join up with uh the engineering department 
Uh, we're also talking about maybe moving out to uh, the Relis campus, which is about a half hour down the road. But it has a little bit more property that we might be able to put to use. But Risa, again, I got an idea for you that you may want to look into your leadership. The ARRL, in conjunction with the ARDC, is doing grants and they're promoting amateur radio and educating and educa uh, education. So, being that you are a, a college or an, uh, an amateur radio club and at a, a college university, that might be a, a good avenue look into that might be able to get grant money for might be um send me an email about that my email's good on qrz and uh remind me of it because uh, i came home and got off work and came home and sat down and my mind is still absolutely fried <laughs> Do me a favor, since I'm visually impaired and blind, I have nothing to write with right next to me. Can you send me an email and I will respond back to it? Absolutely. You can. I'll, I will give you my 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 call sign. It'll be easier. To, to, I, I got it. I got it. I looked you up a couple of minutes ago, so I'll okay. just pull the page back up. All right. So okay. hey guys, we got about five minutes, and our shortwave segment is over. Just wanted to say thanks to everybody. I had a good time tonight. Also, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> and uh -oh. and at nine o'clock in the morning, I have to be at a cardiac uh, doctor's office to take a uh, stress test. I think that's where they take your heart up to like ninety nine percent before it explodes. You know, so I'll be doing well, one of those in the morning. Not only that, they make you drink this radioactive stuff, so you glow in the dark. They isolate you in a little room. Well, I'm not you sure know, about they, that. They handle you with these gloves and tongs. I'm going to try to leave a little early in the morning and get some donuts before I get there because I'm going to need some energy. Uh, You're going to need something, yeah. I, I failed mine miserably three years ago. Well, hey, Tom, I, are they going to give you a chemical-induced... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't expect it. I, it's probably just going to be a... Probably just Hop a, on the bike and start just, pedaling. It's, it's going to be walk. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a walk on the treadmill, treadmill, walk on the treadmill, and hooked up with all the leads. They started me on the treadmill and ended me up on the chemicals. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they they took my blood pressure. I've been in the hospital for uh, 15 hours, and somebody would poke me in the arm every two hours just as I was falling asleep, and they had to poke me four or five times to get a blood sample. And they finally, uh, they did that stress test, Tom, and um, they said, your blood pressure is too high. We'll have to do the chemical one. Uh, are you, Do you feel stressed? And I said, I've been here 15 hours, and somebody keeps poking me in the arm every two hours. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> That's the thing I've, uh, I've, I've the had them done before, but they've been like 15 years. But, uh, you know, I, I I can and, and I wasn't feeling real good when I had that that one done. I remember begging, "Can I stop now? Can I stop now?" And the, she kept saying, "No, just one more minute, just one more minute." You know, so I, you know, I, I, I it's going to be probably tough for me to, in the morning. I, I'm really out of shape. Uh, hey, well, you man. have the option of just going straight for the chemically induced one, and uh, that may be the better way to go. Well. We'll see. I, I don't think I mean, they do started me, and I couldn't make it, so that's when they switched me over to the chemical one. But like I say, I failed it miserably, and you know, not too long after, they gave me a triple bypass.
Yeah, well, I'm not hoping for that much uh, extra work. Uh, no. Yeah. But. No, and talk about getting poked. Bill, I was the same way. They were waking me up three and four times a night for x-rays and blood draws and just everything. And I'm like, will you just leave me alone? <laughs> Get away from me with that needle. Well, you know, when they ask oh. me, if they ask me, uh, you know, tomorrow, when they medicine stuff, what, are you allergic to anything? I'm going to tell them needles. That'll be the first yeah. thing I tell them right yeah. there. You're allergic to doctors, hospitals, needles. Needles. I'm allergic to needles. Sterile environments. I'm allergic. I'm allergic to lead for sure. And, yeah. Uh, and lead and needles is the main thing. You know that. You're going to anaphylaxis when you get the bill. Yeah. 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 Allergic to <laughs> Oh, that's the other thing, you know. You get the doctor's bill, and then the hospital's bill, and then what part your insurance decided not to pay bill. And then you and, get bills from places that you've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. one the other day for a, a blood test that I had four months ago, and if it didn't have the same date that I had gone to see my doctor on it, I wouldn't have paid it because I didn't recognize the, the billing company. I'm like... This is a scam. I'm not yep. paying this. Because it was simplepay.com was their payment outfit. Oh, Simple Pay? Yeah. And watch out for them, Rascal. Then I backtracked and found out that it was for a blood test on the same day that I had been to my doctor's. And it was through Methodist Hospital. And they just used the Simple Pay app. But I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. And I, oh, even, I wrote it back. Yep. All right, guys, I'm going to shut it in. i got a lot to do tonight, get the show all together, get our shortwave uh, audio on, get it on our podcast, uh, get me a snack tonight, go to bed early, get up early in the morning, stop by the donut shop, get my treadmill done at 9, and then I've got some other things scheduled for tomorrow. So it's going to well, be busy. busy good day. night. Say hi to Kathy for me. Yeah, good night, everybody. And tell we'll, her hi for me I, as well. I'll do it. Good night, everybody. We'll see you later. Thanks. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to be on camera there, Mark.